time there was a woman the most beautiful and amazing woman in all the world no you just touched her watch no please don't do that they're only children Stop it! one day she was attacked by a monster but then a girl came running up and killed it. And the woman said, Melanie! You are my special girl, and I'll never let you go. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 88, and my name is Scott. My name is Jared. My name is Michael. Nice! And I'm Mike. What? Mike's here. Oh, Dude. We have four. We have four. We have four people. Mm. And half yeah. of them are Mike's. And you know what's interesting? Yeah, that's right. Yes. It's funny that way. Majority. This is not a comic book movie. However, it is about a superhero? No. 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 <laughs> no. Okay, <we're> fine. <laughs> fine. On today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, as well as the week in film news. Before our featured review of the super accountant, just the regular the accountant. The bat accountant. Account bat. <laughs> account man. No, the no, accountant. No, 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 no. From director Gavin O'Connor, uh, who Michael has said did a decent job with uh, the movie Warrior. Is that correct? Yeah, I really liked Warrior. Okay. Everyone should check that out if you haven't already. Okay. Joel Edgerton's really good. So <laughs> yes. is Tom Hardy. But what about The Judge? That was his other film. I haven't seen. It. I haven't seen it. I've Robert heard Downey with Jr. Iron Man and Robert I've, Duvall. I've heard it was really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes. You can do that. You can. You can. We God. hope that you please have. do that, guys. What else can you do on iTunes? Let me. L- l- let's hear it. You could give us. I don't know. Maybe a five star review. Something like we that. Love right. That. Five star review would be great. There's, there's also a box there. What can you put in the box? Five star review followed by. Mm, I don't know, recipe for cookies? Cookies of some kind? Oh, right. what? Yes, a cookie recipe. I like how open-ended that is. That's good. Well, I think he was a cookie monster reference there. Uh, cookies? He's pretty much a chocolate cookie. chip guy, right? Is yeah. that cookie monsters? Yeah, yeah I think basically. he just eats cookies. No, but he he, he only eats chocolate chip. Like that's, that's, all I, that's all I've ever seen that's him eat. That's all I've ever seen him eat. That I can recall. I have to do some research on yeah. this uh, this hmm. creature. Yeah. yeah. So best cookie recipe we can eat them on the show and uh, talk Crun- about crunch them. in your ear. Yeah. Do, uh, you or don't crunch. I hope they don't crunch. I like them soft. Yeah, I, I'm oh, with you too. Yes. I'm with you too. The ones yes. that are like super like flat and, and soft, just and chewy sort of and yum, wavy, oh. kind of almost, wavy, almost not even cooked. Toll House, man. Are we just asking for chocolate chip here, or are we open to anything? Open I like anything. anything. Yeah. Give us your best cookie recipe. Okay, I mean it's not interesting to start with the like we we can be a bit more creative than chocolate chip, can't we? That's what well, I ho- mean. Hopefully, the listeners. Yeah, that's your job. 
you can also visit our website. It is verticalviewing.com. All of our episodes are there, all 87 of them, minus a couple that are unpublished. Very early. You don't want to hear them, folks. They're, they're unpolished. <laughs> the, nas- the nascent show. I mean, unless you want to hear our review of Chappie. Yeah, that which, was. We were in our infancy. Which, but you just gave it a new review recently. You so, got to check out yeah. the newer review, the re review of Chappie. Gonna be a good one. Not who who knows. <laughs> uh, but you can go to our website. It is verticalviewing.com. There's a donate button there. We we pr- we, we really appreciate anything and everything uh, that you can donate. Bitcoins, Doge coins coming soon as usual. Yeah, we work uh, in progress. We really appreciate anything that our listeners can offer. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Anything that you want to help us out with. PayPal. Movies are expensive these days. Yeah, they really are. They are that like ultra AVX stuff. Yeah, prices just went up, I believe, across the board. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it helps us keep the lights on. Helps us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show, slicing off a piece of that internet pie. The internet like is pumpkin pumpkin pie this week. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spiced internet, right? The internet is basically powered by pumpkin pumpkin spiced uh, everything. Sort of, yeah, SSD cards are made of... Uh, You know, you got potato potato batteries, pumpkin internets. Pumpkin internets. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. There's actually pumpkin spice juice flowing through those internet wires. Uh, So you can help us offset those costs. Uh, Help us buy some pumpkin spice lattes. (laughs) Actually, I don't know if you guys even like those. No. Because I certainly I don't, don't. I don't drink coffee. So. <laughs> but you can send your thoughts and recommendations to us at verticalviewing at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at verticalviewing, on Instagram at verticalviewing. Anything else, guys? Do we have any other social media platforms that I don't know about? Are we on uh, your, your MySpace page? I mean, that's always the funny one, but we should be. Scott's Grinder account. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Nice one. The, the vertical viewing, plenty of fish. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the 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 show. Just, just the show the, as a profile. The, the show is looking to to date, <laughs> uh, which isn't far from the truth. I've I've spoken to Michael here about getting acquired by a larger publication, which I think would be kind of cool. Uh, Courting some, uh, you know, some partners. But then we wouldn't be able to do what we want, which is. We like to do what we want. <laughs> so donate. It all comes back to that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we will never stop doing the show, regardless of uh, how much comes in that way. So, yeah. On Twitter, at Vertical Viewing, like I said. On Instagram. I don't know how to work that. Talk to us. Send that's us the stuff. thing. Uh, let's get into the show, fellas. Yes, let's. What's yes. going on? Mike Green, I... you haven't been here in ages. Well, you know, I'm a world traveler now, so... Oh, yeah, he went to he went to <laughs> Paris for the first time, and now he thinks he's really cool. Uh, did you eat baguette? I had... Everything comes in a baguette. So, so I'm very curious, actually, because I was just talking with someone who was in Paris for about a month. A month? Um, and they said that... Or France, sorry, for a month in Paris for a little bit. Right, but, right. Uh, they said there's this tangent atmosphere of unease and fear. Ha! <laughs> because of all of this, the, the social, political, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, we stayed in a fairly touristy area, uh, right, literally a block away from Sacré-Cœur, which is the big um, basilica there. Mm. And we would walk out of our Airbnb every day, and there would be soldiers patrolling, like full automatic weapons. Ah, the city of love. Yeah, same thing around the Louvre. 
They're got dudes in camo and wow, okay, machine guns. It's, it's crazy around. to see machine guns when you're just wandering around. Yeah. I, I didn't see sightseeing it at, at all in London. Like when you're at like you know the government of areas, yes, but not like you know the. But you don't even see that. Stuff. You don't even see that in the U.S. yet. Yeah, no. I don't. I no, it's. I yeah. can't think of a single time that I've seen that. Police in don't the US. generally open carry like large automatic weaponry, like they do in Europe. It's crazy. It's yeah. kind of cool. I remember getting off the airport in two thousand and two in Charles de Gaulle Airport, and there's just some homeboy with an AK forty seven or M sixteen right there, just in the terminal. Yeah, I, I can. I can actually remember like thinking about it while I was there, thinking. I can't wait to get home so I can go, cool, I didn't get blown up every time I got on the train. Like, that was sadly a, a thought that regularly crossed my mind because we took the transit everywhere and it's packed and I would think, please don't blow us up today. It's pretty wow. scary over wow. there, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it was a beautiful city. I would go back in a heartbeat. Stinks, right? No, not at all. What? Fucking subway reeks, man. Uh, the subway. Okay, there was one train we got on where there was. <laughs> we got on the train and there was like this weird smell, and Jen was <clears> like, <throat> "What is that smell? Why are people so upset by it? It's not that bad." I'm like, "Yeah, it kind of stinks, kind of awful." And we looked down the train, and there was this homeless guy, like four trains down, and nobody else around him. Like he smelled that bad. Oh, cool! Everyone Ooh. had to like. He got his own train, man. Four cars up the train to get away from his. He's, he's doing it right. Yeah, he's doing it right. Privacy. Uh, <laughs> have you Have you watched anything that isn't like stomach turning or revolting or? I've I've, I've watched a few things since I was on. Please game. tell me Westworld's among them. Uh, oddly enough, because I knew that you've been crying about it all the last few weeks. Sending me texts in the middle of the night. Yeah, like <laughs> passive aggressive ones. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I watched the first episode. Um, I, I dug out a lot. Uh, it was a lot darker than I thought it was going to be. Um, Ed Harris is like awesome, super evil. Mm-hmm. And is like, he? I don't think he's evil. Well, well it this, depends on what's the, your morality in this universe. Yeah, because I mean, yes, they are robots. They don't actually have. Pain or feeling? Do they? Uh, yet uh, he's, just, he's just choosing the renegade option in Mass Effect, like every time. Like he's not really. Yeah. He, like the he's, game is giving you this option, right? So. Yeah. He's like the intro, the first uh, on the train ride in the one guy in the car is like, "Yeah, I came back by myself the second time and went full evil. It was the best two weeks of my life." And I'm like, "Oh, that's setting something up right there." <laughs> and sure enough, here's Ed Harris going kind of. Yeah, kind of yeah, wild. Well, I don't know. I think it's starting to. Uh... But I've only seen one episode. So yeah, you got to see. Can't, yeah, can't, the third one will be airing on. as we record this. Well, exactly. So it's, okay. half, it's halfway through. Right. Yeah. So by the time, like the, the third episode will already be up by the time this episode goes. Right. So I, we can. I can go watch it on my PVR right now. We can after. all do that. It's going to be great. <laughs> I think it's on uh, on demand as well. HBO um, on demand. Yep. Ooh, very nice. So uh, on the flight uh, back. I watched uh, Inherent Vice, which had been on my list for quite a mm-hmm. while and just never got around to watching it. Um, I, I was really on the fence throughout the movie. I think on the whole I enjoyed it, but I still don't fully understand everything that went on because there was a lot of 
I don't want to say weird stuff. No, happens, dude, it's but a like, super weird movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I really dig that movie. Actually. Yeah, I liked it, but yeah, there's some stuff that I, I need to like. I I I found, think about. I bounced off of it a little. Yeah. Like I felt like I didn't really fully absorb what it was getting at. Mm. I don't know. Did did Red? Did you feel like you fully? I didn't get fully deployed with this one, man. It, I, it, I don't it, know. I liked... It's really impenetrable in some places, right? Like, yeah, but I felt like I really enjoyed how effectively it sort of portrayed a, a sort of feeling, like a, I don't know, the sort of... Paranoia. Yeah, yeah the paranoia and, and the, like, just sort of frenetic, like, disorganized nature of the guys. Like, he was a really bad detective, right? Doc Sportello? Yeah. yeah. Or like he is is he even a detective? Like he's just accidentally gets ev- finds everything right. So I like that. I just this movie and then the nice guys. Nice uh, guys. Wow. Are, are the, I I I like the movies, but I just I'm starting to realize I'm not a fan of noir mystery movies mm. in this. You know, because they, I, I they, like noir, but they follow such. They're so formulaic. Yeah, I've said this what, on the show a lot of times. What, what other genre isn't? somewhat formulaic oh true but i i find that noir is like like severely okay formulaic like it has to fit into like you have to have like venetian blinds and a character smoking and some vi- <laughs> like vixen right some some femme fatale coming in who gets killed early on who's you know says like my husband is he's you know closing this deal with this landowner and it's just all the same shit man like mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> brick, brick wasn't any of that it was, the dialogue was was very noir. The murder stuff was noir. It's just template sh- yeah. city, you know. Yeah. But. Well, Brick was sort of like that. It was just in high school. So yeah, but but I mean, like, that's it, such a brilliant twist because then you have high great. school scenarios. Yeah. Um. So uh, other than those fellas, um, we've been kind of getting into the Halloween vibe. So we watched a. I want. I want to say it was Spanish. Uh, the orphanage. Uh. Yes. Yeah. So that one, that was, it was okay. It had a good twist at the end. This is produced by Guillermo del yeah, Toro. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. So is anyone in this one or no? Nobody famous. But that doesn't matter to me. I, I still, I had fun with it. Uh, I also watched It Follows, which I really didn't like. Okay, we, you, Scott really wanted to go see this. And I, I thought this would have been a good one to review. It it got like really good reviews. People say it's one of the better horror movies of the last 10 years. What do you think? I don't know. Lay it I, on it, us. It, it didn't. It didn't float my boat. Well, I mean, it wasn't a horrible movie. Um, the premise was unique. Um, I think Rob didn't like it either. Yeah, I, I don't know. It. I, I just felt not not invested by the end of the movie. So I, the, they it walks towards you and kills you. Kinda. That's sort of the premise. Like the 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 bad guy demon. Thing. Yeah. It always approaches you at a slow walk, which is, I mean, that's just Michael Myers, right? So, can't you just? No, it goes it anywhere you go. It will you. always follow you. It, it's, it follows. But if it, it's walking like at a slow pace, couldn't you just like make it walk into the police station and? But no, one, no, no, no one can see it. And then when you go home for the night and you're hanging out in your bedroom, you'll just look across the road and some someone's just, someone else is walking towards your house. Only the people that have are part of the chain, if you will. So what happens are, to me? That are infected with the curse. Okay, it's, it's some allegory for STDs, it is, right? It is. So what if I'm at the police station and it catches me? 
you would die in the middle of the day. It, I'm just standing there, and it catches me. Yeah, it, it would it would beat you up, and you would die. It's, it's literally like gonorrhea is a demon, like that will chase teens yeah. around and kill and, them. And only people that have been infected can see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so other than that, uh, got through the night of, which I really enjoyed. Uh, also been watching, uh, Luke Cage, which I'm also digging. Oh, you're, sorry, you're, Luke Cage. Yeah. I'm, that's been happening to me lately. Oh, yeah. damn. Now, I'm losing interest. So you're enjoying it, eh? I am. I was on the fence a lot. Um, I'm only probably halfway through the season, so. I How mean, many episodes is half? There, uh, it's 13 episodes, so let's say yeah. seven, six or seven. You could. I'm on, uh, yeah, I'm, I think I'm around episode six. I'm not actually sure, but I want to say six. You're farther than me. Yeah. It, uh, I'm I, having a hard time. I it, it's, it's the it. setup, right? You're, you're probably still in the, like, laying the groundwork of the world that he possibly lives within. Possibly. Yeah. Michael, did you say you've finished it? I have it? now finished Luke Cage. Okay. And the second half is far superior to the first. Uh-huh. Which I think is true of... of um, the other Marvel properties well, that is on Netflix. It's a little different because like season two of Daredevil was fantastic until the last half. Last yeah, but, but think of the first season of Daredevil. Like, did, did you jump in and like go nutty oh, on it right I, away? I love, or... I love the entire season of Daredevil. Okay, what about... Um... Jessica Jones was good for six episodes. Then for like two or three episodes, it was weird. Like it flagged. Yeah, yeah. And then it picked up again. Picked so, up again. so there's no real like formula Co- going Yeah, fair on. enough. Uh, Luke Cage, I thought it was all right. It's just, as I said before, the action is so shitty in the first. Because mm, he's overpowered. <laughs> he uh, is. There, there's nobody in that area that can, like, it, in the show, that can stand toe-to-toe with him, which. There's I mean, some There's some more interesting questions that arise in the second half, mm, which I liked. Okay, so fair enough. It's I, I have yet to get to. Okay, it's cool. definitely worth watching the second half, for sure. Which means you have, I heard you have to get like, through the first. It, it half. seems like all of these Netflix Marvel shows are like super uneven. Like all of them seem to really have like heavy ups and downs. Really I never felt that like, with. I never felt that with Daredevil. No, like, okay. Me, personally, I just liked all of Daredevil. Hmm. Jessica Jones started off digging it, and then it had a couple of weird episodes that just brought it down. I never got the the uptick that you experienced to the, the end, end of it oh, like okay. i just kind of finished like middling about it um so i was excited for luke cage i've been unimpressed but i'll hang in there you guys say that it gets better so but i'm really excited for iron fist yes yeah. uh, and punisher because punisher uh, yes. accountant sort of uh wet my whistle a little bit <laughs> so let's move the show along here i can talk about what i watched um well um, we we saw the girl with all the gifts at the Vancouver International Film Festival. We can talk about that in just a minute here, uh-huh. because I also watched something else this week at VIF. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw a movie called Patterson, uh, starring Adam Driver. This is Jim Jarmusch's follow-up to a film we saw in 2013 or 14 about vampires, Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston, only mm-hmm. lovers left alive. Now, Patterson, to me, is funny, because it's a movie... About a driver Very starring a guy called Driver nope. in a town called Patterson. Oh, sorry, starring a guy Patterson. named Driver in real life, but he's named Patterson in the movie in a town called Patterson. Also, yeah, yeah, in a movie in a movie called Patterson. In a movie, yes. Okay, so to to simplify things, if we may, Adam Driver basically plays 
a bus driving poet in this movie and it's super sweet like super sort of like a real look at an artist a struggling artist and sort of what inspires someone to create art like he's at the beginning of the movie staring at a matchbook and he's writing a poem about this book of matches and you get to see the text appearing on screen but you get to see it over and over again as he works through the words of the poem mm. so you sort of get to watch the creative process the creative process of the poetry as mm. it's getting made uh it reminded me a lot of whiplash in mm. a way where do you remember the the song whiplash like like the actual song whiplash in the movie whiplash yeah, yeah. the, the track playing over and over and we, over. we hear it like 50 times in the movie mm. so you sort of get the same thing here in patterson you get a familiarity with these his poetry his poetry as it's getting made uh i don't want to reveal where it goes but there's some interesting shit that happens like his his girlfriend is just completely full of shit like she's this completely insufferable affected the worst kind of artist i guess just you know full of themselves and you know in it to just sort of be interpreted a certain way or some live some lifestyle of an artist rather than have some creative output where he is just this like super basic guy same lunch every day lunchbox walking to work driving a bus uh it's just like an interesting look at like what a true artist is versus like what a bullshit artist may maybe is Hmm. If that's a real thing, it yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely yeah, totally. is. <laughs> um, I <yeah>. know some. <laughs> yeah, like he's she's full of shit. He's full of truth. It's kind of an interesting look there. There's a great dog in this movie. Of course, it's a goddamn bulldog, English pug One type of those thing. Mushed up face. Things. They, those are so popular right now. Super cute dog. Um, the city of Patterson, though. I, I thought New Jersey sucked, guys. I it thought does. New, you got to see this movie. Because Patterson, the town of Patterson, looks like a gorgeous city in like in Germany or Central Europe or something. I've never seen a place like this. It looks like this little mini New York that I've never seen before. Hmm. Uh, and there's these beautiful waterfalls and bridges and stuff, super old. Huh. Is that where the Jersey Devil resides? I don't know. No, isn't that like outside? Montauk? It's, it's summer home for him. <laughs> there we go. It it feels really dreamlike and foreign. I've never seen this place of America. I've never seen this part of America before. It's really interesting. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like there's a there's the beginning of the movie. There's a really interesting little, I don't know, I don't even know what to call it. His wife or his girlfriend in bed. They're lying in bed, and she drops this weird little worm of a clue into his head that sort of haunts him throughout the whole movie. And she says, like, what if we had twins? What would what would it be like or something? And so for the rest of the movie, he keeps meeting twins. Like, throughout the movie, he'll just meet... Everyone he meets has a twin brother or sister with them. I don't know what that means. Maybe his wife is cluing him into something, or... We never find out, but I I don't know. It's... Patterson. Like, meditative, slow-moving, look at the creative process of being a poet bus driver. Like, if that's your thing, it's it's a good movie. For sure. But it's... Better not, than uh, Only way, Lovers it, way, Left Alive? Way, way better than that shit. Okay, I did not like that last one, so... I thought it was cool how they were really old and they were smug about all the, vamp, all the vampire... Like, you know, like they all just the, kept talking about 
spooky action at a distance and trying to be yeah. all hipster. Where like, we're in love at a distance and uh, shit. Fuck. And the cameras. <laughs> it was really. A lot of the camera spinning to match up with records playing and uh, stuff, I was, right? I didn't dig it. It's it's really pretentious. So this one's better. This one feels way like the pretentiousness of this movie is like like crystallized down to this one really insufferable character that the movie sort of makes fun of. It's it's really nice. It's good, guys. Patterson. Cool. I'll check it out. Adam Driver. Yeah. Cool. What else we got? I uh, haven't watched a whole lot this week, but I did power through Life in Pieces. I said come on Netflix. It, it just came out last year. I saw some ads on TV, and they looked kind of interesting, but the ads weren't great. Now that it's on Netflix, I absolutely love this show. Anybody we know that's in it? Um, yeah. Uh, Colin Hanks. Okay. That might be it. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, one of the guys from Newsroom. I forget his name. Okay. But uh, it's basically broken down into four segments for each 30-minute episode or 20-minute episode. So it's kind of a mashup of Modern Family and Arrested Development, it seems. Okay. Uh, so it's a big extended family, and it follows each little segment of it follows a different part of the family for so the episode. Is it a comedy? It's a comedy. Okay. Uh, like there's three siblings and their parents. Mm. So it follows them and they're all adult. Uh, I am so surprised how hard this show has made me laugh consistently. So I recommend checking out life in pieces because one of the family, Colin Hanks and his wife, uh, they just had a baby. So it follows new parents. So you might appreciate this red, uh, and the struggles that they go through. Uh, and then there's his older sister has, three kids that are between the ages of like eight and 17. So it's their relationship with their kids. Is this laugh tracked? No, no. Okay. It is not laugh tracked, which is amazing. So I don't, I don't know when to laugh now, you know? So, Oh, you'll know I'm a mouth breather. What I, what do I do? Just laugh when you, when, when the joy bubbles up oh, in your when heart, the moment strikes cool. When the little seven year old starts spewing ridiculous things that no seven year old should know <laughs> and starts like gaming her parents then you'll laugh. Okay, that's 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 really freeing. It's it's so surprising. I think it's one of those sleeper hits because it's on Netflix already. Mm. So I don't think it got a whole lot of views, mainly because the ads made it look weird. Uh, so I hope it gains success and isn't canceled. Yeah, already. yeah. I haven't checked huh. it out. Okay, All right. watch it. Life in Pieces. It's cool. It's on Netflix it's right a, now. It's a good like twenty-four minute like whenever you just want to watch a quick show before bed or something. One season? One season, yeah. Mm, mm. Red, what do you got? Uh, well, I've been busy, so uh, getting out to The Girl with All the Gifts is all I was able to do this week. Oh, man. So, Mike, Michael, you did not get a chance to I join us for this. No, uh, I did not. I, I, sent a, I sent a text to this guy, did not hear back and, yeah, until, the next, <laughs> until the next day, which turned out to maybe be... The right decision that Michael skipped out on us well, to check this movie And out? I apologize for that because sometimes I'll do this thing where I'll look at a text and be like, okay, I should reply to that, put it down, but now I've the notification's gone and I totally forget that it Totally. Happened. Oh, yeah. I, I do that. all the time. Yeah, for sure. I, I wonder if you can do some sort of double notification setup for your Set a reminder. Like a boomerang. You know how boomerang for Gmail has all kinds of it's stuff like, like that. It's just like, hey, remember how you got this text? There you, be, yeah. you don't. <laughs> hey, uh, programmers out there, listen up. Uh, we need an app that reminds us sure that we haven't something. replied yet. Sure so we we saw the girl with all the gifts, a 
a, a well-reviewed movie coming out of the Toronto Film Festival, right? Yeah. Like one I, of the better movies that came off of that entire event. Yeah, things were sounded pretty positive. Uh, I, I was excited for a movie that was going to, uh, you know, revitalize my interest in the zombie genre, like a fresh look at things. And so th- the setup of this one would be what? Okay, it sound it it felt like uh, post well yeah post apocalyptic right mm-hmm. yeah the, the humanity or humankind is reduced to living in army bases yeah scattered across M- much like Dawn, Dawn of the Dead mm. is that the one where we're in the base or is that no Day of the Dead Dawn of the Dead is when it starts right that's when they're Dawn in the mall. is when they're in the mall yeah w- which one is the one where they're in the army base underneath it starts off in the helicopter they go in the city and then they fly back to the base and they all live underground as the, the like smart zombie that learns <laughs> yeah 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 D- i think that might be day 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 yeah 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 anyway carry on which is a good no that's a good comparison to make yeah, i found because this. this one starts under well we don't know or underground but i mean i've never seen that i've I've seen that v- video of that one smart zombie like they put headphones on them and they're trying to teach you this, play the, music for them yeah, yeah yeah so this one has uh our protagonist uh waking up in a cell or not waking up she's counting and uh i guess she we find out that she's timing the arrival of some guards she just seems to be a young girl uh, and she's getting herself strapped into a chair in anticipation of their arrival as well uh and we see she's one of many children in some facility that are being wheeled into a classroom where they can't move and they're in their own individual squares teacher comes in and uh we're the sort of the giveaway is when the teacher touches the back of the girl's head because she says something very sweet and then a soldier rushes in like no no you touched her you touched her <laughs> and uh, does the old spit on the arm and then nah. yeah he spits on his arm and r- rubs i don't at first you don't really understand why he's had to do this but he spits on his arm and rubs it puts it in front of one of the kids and sets off Every kid in the room well, half starts of them. starts like their jaws crack. No, and, every and they start like chop 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 chop. Every They're, kid except for Megan or whatever the no, main. No, it was it was only that half of the room. I think they all go. I think uh, it pans around to the the idea is that the only one resisting is the protagonist who has just written this very sweet little story to her teacher and how you know we're going to be together and yeah yeah you, I saved your life and all the this most stuff. beautiful girl in the kingdom. It's a very Last of Us story. Uh, it, it feels like, you know, the, yeah, these zombies people, are infected by a fungus. It, it's cordyceps, which is the exact same yeah. thing in Last of Us. Yes. Like the exact same thing. They don't have the old mushrooms growing out of their heads. The first gen hungries do look a little bit flaky, um, but they don't have the, uh, but I, I, full on I don't know if you guys are, are with me here. Were you guys real? I was really on board for the first half hour of this flick. Yeah. I, I was like, even up until... Oh, when everything started to go sideways and like we're up on top of the base and, mm-hmm. and and they're getting eaten and stuff. But it's a great introduction to that sort of cycle where, you know, they're waking them up every day and the Paddy Considine or whatever his name is, he's, you know, banging on the doors. Uh, what, what does he say? He says the same. He calls them friggin' abortions. Yeah. and that, Which is so horrific. Exactly. Right? He keeps referring to them the same way, and then she retains that, you know, sort of heartbreakingly. She calls herself that or when, yeah, whenever it, she wakes up every day. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like a really interesting scene, not to ruin anything, picking between 1 and 20, and then what that, you know, what 
the when she finally realizes what that means. Yeah, like the kid who matches that number is missing from school the next day and stuff. Um, but like when Glenn Close stabs the fuck out of that one, it's pretty good. There's some good moments of violence in this there's film. some really there's some really crazy thrills. Uh, it felt really comic booky though, I will say, which is you know interesting based on the author. Yeah, I don't I don't even know. I didn't feel comic booky. I just felt like I was excited for the premise of this film. Like I thought that the premise had promise. Mm-hmm. Guys. Damn. But uh <laughs> but uh it it was disappointing on the whole. It turned out to be just another zombie movie. It really did. The, the, uh, I, I didn't hate it. I, I I enjoyed most of it. Uh it was just that one scene I know the one you the the cave girl scene. There's some there's some lost boy lost kids characters like some cave like they have cave, like bones through their noses they, like, almost have face paint on. It, it, it's really lame ass like Mad Max Lost Boys hook Peter Pan shit. Mm. I don't know what it's I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, the the I didn't know so much have a problem with the feral children as much as I had a problem with the way that she dealt with them. The grunt. Yeah, it it really didn't sell for me at all. It really fell apart there for me. It too. really did. It it like completely removed me from the film. I was I like I was taken aback. I'm like, this for is sure. you drop the ball big time. I was watching scene. that same scene like when they're circling each other, and I was yeah. thinking like, this is very much like like I'm watching lions, and I can see that that's exactly where they've taken it from. You know, like a big cats like roaring and stuff but and nature's overtaking all of the you know broken yeah. ruins like but it, like if you watch like like we're we're you know we're primates and and primates don't all necessarily do the screaming and circling thing and i think that part of what you know i don't, I don't think that we would be screaming i think that, that that would be a much more silent vicious yeah uh, yeah, combat. Than, exactly. Than that, that that's exactly what I was thinking. Thing yeah. that we saw. Yeah, like I just thought that she would just straight up like outsmart him. Yeah, and just like you don't need to scream at them in their face when you just you know you can just take the bat and yeah, go bananas. Yeah, I just thought that <laughs> that could have been handled so much better, and it would have increased my enjoyment of the film rather than take me out and sort of distance me from my enjoyment of the beginning the like first half of that film it's really well made that the first probably half hour um yeah i would give it more than that i would say because that scene is probably like 45 yeah or more and it was right up until that that i was like totally on board the movie just they were doing the movie just ends out of nowhere i will say like i i didn't even know where we were in the plot and then all of a sudden we just cut to black and oh we're done see and and to me the end was like it 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 showed it was a good example of how this movie sort of was disappointing because the idea was great you know the choice that she had to make and that she decides ultimately to side with the the future the hungries um that could have been so much more powerful but instead you get the really hokey conversation with her and the the sergeant or whatever yeah, let try to keep it spoiler free, of course. Yeah, I mean, this I just... movie's only at film festivals at this point. Yeah, well, <laughs> so no one's seen it. I I could see this being a hit, though. I mm-hmm. could see audiences really liking. Yeah, the girl with all the it's, gifts. It's definitely better than something like World War Z. Or oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, totally. You know, 
it's it's on par with a lot of other zombie. I, I liked it more than 28 Days Later, I would say, even. So, uh-huh. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm way more enjoyed 28 Days Later. So, as someone this. who is really tired of zombie movies, should <laughs> I bother with this? You, you should bother. I don't know. I don't know if you should. That's okay. the thing. I, that that yeah. is the question, because it's, it's that... That genre right now is so overdone. I still enjoy them. Like I'm still a fan of zombie fiction, so I don't have a problem with it. The problem is finding quality films in that genre. There's just a, a glut of stuff that's just like yeah, we've reached saturation. Yeah, but I think this is a quality film in that genre. It yeah. just does nothing to advance it, which is what I thought. The, I, the reviews were sort of touting it as. I don't this, know. This is I, one of the. I don't know that I agree with that wholeheartedly because I do like the unique twist that they put on it, where it's not just like reanimated dead tissue walking around threatening your life mm-hmm. it's it's something that's actually in nature like it's a real thing but tweaked a little bit fantasy-ish if you will to make it what it is um and they also don't ever tell you where it came from so it i i still like the, the yeah yeah the twist i mean they gave if, it. if you played last of us you would see that this is an inferior fair enough piece of I, I have not i have not played that game it's incredible yeah, and the I've heard exact good, I've heard good things, the exact same thing, like taking a child who you know may have an immunity to something. Can we, you know, at the sacrifice of this child, you know, can we save, save others? The world, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, anything else, fellas? No negative. For me. No, no, no. Uh, n- no. no, no. Well, I watched Knowing, but I'm going to save my comments about that when we do our. Uh, you, I'm our sorry. You, you, you already Alex started Proyas. our. Yeah. You, you initiated the Alex Proyas. I did. Disco- okay, so we were going to do the Alex Proyas theory next week. Instead, we are reviewing something very special. Uh, we are reviewing Pontypool next week. Oh, it's so uh, so good. I'm so I'm, I'm I'm sorry I won't be able to make it. And I'm super stoked, Mike. You're welcome to join us. Yeah, we we uh, talked about Pontypool once when I was on. I brought it up mm-hmm. many many moons ago. It's uh it's something I think worth of a re- review, a full review. And I think we were gonna do it was it was between Let the Right One In and yep. Pontypool. And, and and the Canadian factor one one out one yes. out. It good has call. to good call. Um, I also watched. Pop star did a rewatch of Pop star. Never mm, stop, never stop. Still, yeah, still haven't seen it. It's funny. It's not something that you're gonna be rolling on the ground though. Like on, it's on second watch or even on first watch. Um, I really like the uh, all of the catchphrase, the catchphrase song where you know Dinky Nuts and like all those just really weird. Like it, it's almost like in 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 the span of one minute you get fifty catchphrases and all of them are hilarious and you. I want to watch that on slow motion. <laughs> There's some good rewatchability scenes, but it's it's not good. Fair, yeah. Um, it's not bad. It's not it's bad. Just I can not see, amazing. Yeah. I don't think this will be one that sort of gets revisited like MacGruber or Hot Rod. They're not going to make a pop star too. We're not going to find out what happened to Connor for real. Unfortunately, that's all right. Such is life. Yeah, guys, anything else? That's pretty much it, right? Yeah. I'm uh, hungry for some news. Oh. Yeah. Feed, feed me some trailer news. What, you you want something? Oh, I'm just... I'm. There's some news that I'm there's really There's something that about. broke today that grinded the internet apart. Yeah, I woke up to that one. Everything's going Western these yeah. days. Let's talk about it.
been fond of a runaway train Just to feel alive again Pushing forward through the night Aching just to worry side It's so far, so far away It's so far, so Start the new segment. Are you are you cracking by sort of talking about the internet turning red? Red. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Rockstar updated their their Mike Mike Michael. You guys are on care. your own for this. I don't care. Rockstar updated their official Facebook page and all their social media. Yeah, they tweeted profiles. out a picture in a very red, a rock star, a distinct sort of style that. You know, we might remember from some specific sort of Western... It's a deep red with a bit of a shade of dark to it. Yeah, slightly sort of almost like a Western theme, you know, like this um, red... Uh, so what are you getting at here, I, red? I think that it's red. at something to do with uh, our beloved uh, Red Dead Redemption coming back. Jared Dead Redemption. Yes. The HD remaster. Yeah, I'm actually in this version. Okay, so how, <laughs> as Michael just said, how upset would you be if this all this was turned out to be just the original Red Dead Redemption from 2010 has been announced? Hey, it's in high definition on your, which it already was, by the way. Yeah, this has already come out. It was already on 1080p. PS4. Yeah, so it's coming out on PS4 instead of the old PS3. Well, as you just pointed out, that's already happened, so I'd be surprised if they announced that it's happening again. <laughs> well, there's never been a re... You know, a HD... Red Dead Redemption 2. HD remasters. Red it, Dead Redemptioner. It's all about those HD remakes. You've seen it. What would you call this one? Red Dead Revolver... No. Retribution. Red Ooh. Dead Retribution. <sighs> Dig that. Nice. Revolution. Red well, retribution re- would be good because yeah. resurgence. Because our man Marsden, resurgence, guys. So yeah, I want to ask you guys this: uh, it, it Did did Rockstar basically just pull the trigger on this ad campaign because they see the Westworld is the iron is no you know, this strike been, while the iron is th- hot? Th- this right? has been in in the rumor mill for months now. Do you think they're worried that someone else is going to eat their lunch? You know, you want to know what one of the largest Drink their milkshake? <laughs> yeah. You want to know what one of the uh the main inspirations? Like the creators of Westworld have cited some of their inspirations hmm. and one of them is the video game Red Dead Redemption. Oh nice. So, I love that game so much. And the stories that happen in the the plot of Westworld are kind of NPC stories, you know, you you walk down the street and someone yeah. says, "Hey, partner, you want to come with us on a gold rush? There's yeah, engines can, out there that have been stealing our gold, and, and one can, of our friends has been taken hostage." You can just imagine the little blue dot popping up on the radar <laughs> yeah. as this person starts talking to you. You're like, hmm, "Do I want to go help them?" Or, or you can, can just, just blow their head off and take their money on their way. Yeah, you know? yeah. Red Dead Redemption. I, I think it's just going to be viewed a lot differently. You know, with Westworld out here. Same with Blade Runner. I was going to ask you guys this last week. I, I think that 
if Westworld does its job effectively, which so far so good, it, it could really answer like sort of could really be sort of the the de facto you know android robot movie i guess ex machina is pretty close but so it'd be like the engine on the hype train it's well, just, it's pull, just pull, pulling the train if, down the road if and... blade runner is a retread of a lot of the stuff that we're seeing in but west Westworld is also an old it's like a 1973 michael no Crichton but this idea. feels so much more fresh right yeah definitely yeah but we'll see what happens with red dead redemption 2 or whatever the hell is happening maybe it's all just a fake out and it could be nothing. Like literally, they just tweeted out a red background with the rock star image in black. So, congratulations, you have successfully piqued my interest, and I su- suspect the interest of. There's no way this is nothing. You're so, well, yeah, it's something. It's something. Um, we also got something out of Star Wars and Disney this week. <sighs> Mike Green maybe enjoyed the final Rogue One trailer a little bit too much. He has to go clean his clean his pants out right Dude, now. His drawers, dude. I'm excited. For I'm this I'm me amped. too. I, the the first trailer I wasn't a hundred percent sold on, and that first poster was like no, the poster a hot Carl. Like it was just bad. <laughs> so this this new trailer has got me back officially on the boat. Well, uh, you know, right at the right at the bow with uh, Leonardo with my arms wide, oh, wow. sailing off into the sunset. You're the king of the world. <laughs> oh, that's so adorable. I know. I, I, I guess I'm a bit more sold on this one. I don't like the dialogue at all. When Forrest Whitaker with his cool robot legs goes, "Save the dream," Man. I'm not. I'm not into that. Yeah, it's hmm. well, come on. It's Star Wars, right? It's Star Wars, and I. I don't know what to make of... Like, Forrest Whitaker is an interesting character, right? Like, in real life, I mean. Um, And so when I see him in interviews on Red Carpets going like, it's a very emotional film, you know? It's like quite an adventure. I'm like, oh, man, I really wonder what it's like making a movie with that guy. And which eye do you talk to? Yeah. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Just look at his nose. I think he's actually the character that he played in uh, Ghost Dog. Ghost Dog. The Samurai. He never lightens up, right? He never just sort of lightens up. all the time. And so a cross between him and Species. If you remember his character in Species. Yep. Species? I don't remember that. Oh, man. I haven't seen the movie in like 20 years, though. He's like so. the empath. He's, the he's, like an, he's like an empathic scientist. Okay. Uh, so if you could combine him and Ghost Dog, that's what I imagine him to be in real life. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. Sorry to derail things. No, 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 no. no I, I don't know where to go from here. But Star Wars... The, the trailer Ro- looks great. The Rogue Awakens. You, you guys are fans of the trailer, I suppose. <laughs> well, because the thing is with this trailer is that it, it laid out it gives you more an idea of what well, I mean we know what's going to happen I mean that's already the given but it fleshed out more of how some of that actually comes to be so I would, we actually have Mads Mickelson in this one yeah so Mads as her as Jin Erso's father right yeah. now so yeah. it, it definitely that makes, opening makes more sense now. I, I think we get a little bit of a sense of the structure of the whole movie I yeah. think we can a see what, more. what yeah. looks like the beginning the middle and the end probably mm-hmm. which yeah. sort of sucks that's what well, I mean well, you look, don't, what I hate about trailers, trailers. yeah but, yeah. but let's be honest we already know how it's going to turn out yeah what's the over under on uh, all these people living they all die well yeah. th- so they're gonna get the plans yeah okay. we know that but that's all we the, know none of them are bothans so hmm. that was return of the Jedi was it? Yes. I thought that... 
I thought many Bothans no. died to get them the original plans to figure out how to blow up. That was the, the second one. The, the second Death Star. Hmm. Hmm. So, okay, how about that uh, Thor Ragnarok? No, no we're still on this, guys. We're still on. Yeah. Apologies. Dial it back, sir. Please. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is Star Wars, man. <laughs> um, this, is, this is serious. Well, no, just if, if we're if we're going to be detailed about it, the opening crawl of A New Hope is, it is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. So that is the plot to so the opening crawl Rogue Awakens, yeah. <laughs> right? That, that is that they they have to at least they have to at least sort of follow that structure. So are they going to re-edit A New Hope and it just says Rogue One happened? <laughs> please, please, please see Rogue One. Yeah, please see yeah, like a little oh asterisk. Append- oh no, uh, see appendix. <laughs> oh no. This shit's getting complicated now, right? They're not going to have a crawl, though. Isn't that what... No, the, these ones won't, but... That's bullshit. Because it's not Saga. Yeah, it's... Yeah, these are side stories. Oh, but, yeah, you but, guys know what's up? You but, guys know how to but, run a Star Wars movie? But Fuck all yeah. the fucking TV shows have opening scrolling. Exactly. Yes. The, the, the Clone this Wars is a Star and Wars uh, story. Rebels, they all have that. Okay. So Whatever ooh. that means. I'm so upset that they decided... To quote the uh, wise <laughs> vertical viewing. I just... I wish that... This wasn't called a Star Wars story. I but know that's a little weird. Yeah, it is. Let's let's move on to Taika Waititi's AMA, which you so, seemed to enjoy quite a bit well, as well. There's, there's two things that I am, was happy was happy that would be in, on news this week. Uh, one is the art from Thor Ragnarok and the oh, discussion. Oh, it's sweet. Yeah. The discussion with YTT about uh, what this movie is going to look like. Oh yeah, he did the AMA. Yes, that's right. And but. I don't know if everyone here saw the other footage, which is what Thor was doing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. During, during, Civil, with, War. during Civil War with yeah. uh, his roommate Thor right? and Daryl. Uh, Good old Daryl. And that was directed by Taika as well. So if it- you haven't seen what Thor was doing, <laughs> he needed to have a little me time. So he moved to Australia and found the most average roommate that he could. Uh, and there's a short clip, short film directed by uh, Taika Waititi that is on YouTube now, and it is hilarious. It's like seven minutes, give or take. He's also said that Daryl's going to return at some point. Oh, fantastic. So, okay. So I hope he shows up in Thor. Yeah, so he had apparently just a ton of creative freedom with this movie yeah, he says it's um good. good it will be one of the most adventurous and most out there of all the marvel movies it's a crazy movie I yeah they didn't even wait. really worry about him fitting it into the rest of the marvel universe right? um, well, as long as the character is there and you don't break any of the ground yeah, rules yeah. and you can do whatever that's amazing it's, that's fantastic they yeah, give enough freedom yeah. like if if you guys if audience if you viewers out there if you want to just google thor ragnarok logo it, it's just this time cop 1983 looking yeah it looks like vapor it, wave it reminds me of every cartoon that i watched you know first thing in the morning when i, I just, was seven years old i just don't understand how a thor movie is going to have a 70s 80s turbo kid feel to it this <laughs> is this seems really crazy <laughs> well that's a good reaction 
I can't yeah. wait for this. Um, there's also some some unfortunate news happening uh-oh. about the Predator. So Shane Black is going to be coming to Vancouver to film the Predator. But you know who's not going to be coming to Vancouver? Benicio del Toro is not going to be in the yeah. Predator. Oh, why not? Why not? He was in talks to be in it. I don't yeah. know in what capacity. I don't know if he was going to be. The, the idea was he was going to be the lead. Um, and it's now going to be Boyd Holbrook, who is in Narcos. Which, uh, Boyd Holbrook. Not sure. <clears throat> not sure. I'm not familiar with the actor. Uh, but he's apparently the, the, he's apparently the one who stepped into the role at Benicio del Toro, which I think it was just in talks for he was not fully signed on for the movie. He plays and the American DEA agent in Boyd Arkansas. Holbrook. Yeah, yeah, he's he's stepping into the role because apparently Benicio del Toro never really signed on in the first place officially. He was just more of in talks for it. Um, I got to say, I'm a bit disappointed. Well, I heard another project got pushed, and so originally they were changing Predator's schedule to fit his schedule, but then his schedule got pushed out and they couldn't change it again, so they lost him. Hmm. Yeah, that seems, you know, I guess it's all crunch time with this shit. This one, I don't know how good this, this one might come down to whoever you cast in it. Because they had uh, Adrian Brody in the last Predator film. Yeah, why? For some reason, and, and, and no one bought it, right? No one. And Eric Foreman. And yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like no one, no one chomped on that. On that line, no one took a bite of that because they the, the, no one believed it. The super yoked oh, Adrian man. Brody. Like, I guess they tried to push him as some action star. It was just nobody bought it. Um, so you guys really anticipating a Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? Like, you guys really stoked for this or uh, or what? I, I want I'm, there to be so many movies of this. You want like a lot? Uh, yeah. How like, they said more, they're going to make more than bunch? three, more than three at least. Oh, how about how about there's going to be four sequels? Yeah, oh, perfect. I heard that. I heard that. Oh my god! You're really excited about this? Or are no, you no, I was just trying to lead that on because uh, there are Harry Potter fans abounding with joy about this. Well, right? you know, I I like Harry Potter. Yeah, I just, so I do I. I'm curious. Like, I'm not immediately going to pass pass judgment on this. If the first film is great and they can somehow manage to string that out over five movies, which I don't know how they're gonna do like do they just look for another Yo, when, when they movie? commit to that many movies off the go i'm kind of well power rangers is gonna be seven and so far i'm on board with that <laughs> so we'll see seven six, yeah seven I don't, I don't, I just, are you serious yeah. that's like a real thing that's a real thing have All you right. guys read the the book fantastic beasts is no. it a book is there actually a book i didn't think there was a book i didn't think so either <clears> <I thought throat> so it was just it, a harry it, potter it, spin-off it's a book there's within a book, a book there's a book in Harry Potter, yeah, called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I don't think, but it's a, a the, the films are spun off of the Harry so Potter guys, universe. Who, who knows how long the book actually is? Okay, it could it could really warrant five films. You don't know. Film if they're just called Chapter One, it's like the <laughs> Hitchhiker's two. Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a trilogy. And I mean, I, it just seems trilogy in five. Yeah, this this seems a bit presumptuous before the the first ones even come out. Yeah, so. cart before the horse. Little well. Warner Brothers already committed to a bunch of shitty superhero movies before Batman vs. Superman came well, out. Well, I mean, it's, it's a comic movie. Of course it'll make billions of dollars. Right? Yeah. It doesn't even matter if it's good. Yeah. 
It doesn't matter. We can put a piece of dog shit on film <laughs> and they'll buy it because let's do it's, it. We'll we could we could do something ridiculous like put Batman and Superman in the same movie. Just waste the, that opportunity. Have, well, have you know, the fight. They're not uh, they're not a hundred percent wrong because didn't Suicide Squad? Speaking of news, just surpass Deadpool in the box office. Mm-hmm. What? What? It's a hit, man. It's yeah. a. But it's I'm dumbstruck. It's Will Smith, the Will Smith effect, right? But it sucks. It, I wouldn't go so far as to say it sucks as much as it needed a lot good. of work. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good film, but it, it's not it's not total dog shit. Like I still walked out of that movie, you know, kind of enjoying it, even though it was so broken. It's not I Frankenstein. It's yeah, all, it's yeah. All, <laughs> it's not direct to video bad. I guess I don't see enough terrible movies. It's on our oh, list. Oh, I see for, so many. So it, it, it's on our list yeah. for worst of the year. Like it's on I me. Need, I still need to watch the last Witch Hunter. It, it's better than Suicide Squad. <laughs> That's from last year, <laughs> thankfully. Mm. We don't. We don't have to review that one. No, no, no. But it keeps popping up on. Yeah, my you know who Netflix. did review that one? Yeah, this guy. Yeah, unfortunately, you know who yeah. didn't follow through with that? These you guys. guys. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> it was one of the like most dubious moments in vertical <laughs> viewing history. It was. So there's a story coming out of the uh, the old Cohen Bros. Yeah, I saw this. They're writing a movie about the dark web. So you watched, um, I think dark it was the web? Keanu Reeves uh, Alex Winter documentary. Oh yeah, yeah. About the deep web and about like the Silk Road and all those murder for hire stuff and crazy underground. Black markets on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Coen brothers are writing a movie called either Silk Road or Dark Web, which hmm. seems kind of cool. I, I'm a, I'm digging the idea of the Coen brothers making a modern set movie. I don't I can't remember the last time they've made a film that's like think, set in modern days. It, they they really seem to be playing in. If you think about the story of the Silk Road, in the sort of like through the lens of something like Fargo. It should be awesome. It would be excellent. I yeah. wish they, I wish they were directing this, but they're not. Like they oh. make this. They're it, only writing it. They're only writing it. Yeah, I mm. wish it was a directorial uh, effort, but yeah, imagine this bumbling sort yeah, of because that's what it like. It ended up as right. Like they stumble across a guy in the Starbucks or whatever, right? And he's turns out to be running the like billion dollar <laughs> like drug running business. Yeah, from his laptop. Yeah, it could be a really like. The Coen Brothers do screwball really well. They like nobody else does. And if they directed it, it would be good. I don't know who will, but because um, the, the stuff they write seems to sort of go under the radar. They wrote Bridge of Spies, and sort of just no, really. It's it it doesn't have their mark. Uh, they wrote the movie that Angelina Jolie directed, um, Unbroken. They actually yeah, wrote okay. the, they wrote the script for that. But that's they adapted that. From, true, true. From, uh, Hill and Brands. Novel. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they, they're, they're they're writing stuff isn't as sort of punchy and in your face as the stuff they direct, obviously. But but that's kind of a good thing, I think, because that makes their films unique. Yeah, it's just they don't put their stamp on just the stuff they write. Yeah, it's, yeah. Exactly. It really it really comes down to the way they direct their movies, maybe a little more. Yeah. Um, they gotta pay the bills. Yeah. Oh, they're so fucking good, though. They are. They are. Oh my god. Mm. They don't. They don't. They don't really ever trip. Like they don't ever have a misstep and go, "Whoops, we fucked that shit up." Well, because it's probably comes from like being brothers. You know, they can just say to each other, "Like, uh, wow, that's this is a bad idea. <laughs> You're an idiot." Uh, is that the right term to use? 
Well, they, they do make some bad movies. People don't like the Lady Killers. People don't like uh, Burn After Reading. I think those are both. Oh. Those are both cool. People I think don't you like don't burn like after Burn After Reading. reading. Watch. Uh, don't tell me. <laughs> I think people hate yeah, it because Lady Killers. It wasn't bad, but it was nowhere near as good as their other stuff. I've Is never it, seen Intolerable Cruelty. I've never. That, I haven't seen that either. Is Lady Killers the one with Tom? Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah we're oh good. It, yeah. 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 Set in like the '60s, I think. I, I've seen it and I totally forget it. It has a lot exactly. of charm. It, I mean, I I could do with a rewatch of that for sure. As as most Coen Brothers movies require, we're I'm gonna we're gonna have to go through Hail Caesar again before the year is out. Yeah. yeah. I really think that might hold. There's up. a lot hiding in the background of that mm-hmm. movie. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got word of a Fraggle Rock HD remaster coming to HBO, <laughs> y'all. Wait. Uh, Fraggle Rock. Okay, so I'll put this on Wait, for Sydney when what? she's in front of the TV. So they're remastering all 96 episodes of Fraggle Rock. On HBO? On HBO, yeah. It's all coming digitally on. Are they androids? They're going for a dark and gritty reboot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what trolls. The, what the shit? It's well, like it's it's the original show. Fraggle Rock meets Max Payne. So okay, they're just re-releasing it yeah, on yeah. HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the it's, same old. It's re yeah, like an HD recast, like broadcasting the original episodes, I guess, in order. Uh, Who it, do it, they think their audience is? I think kids, kids could. I think kids could probably get really into this. It's Kid, super. Kids don't care what year it comes from. It's a show that they're no, watching. Go, yeah. As long as it looks good, though. Like if you try and show a kid poor quality video, but that's why they, they remaster they like, it. Uh, what is this garbage? Well, Can I'm we just, watch something else? Like, yeah, it's in four by three. They they can't watch it. This yeah. just seems like such an odd move for HBO, though. Like, are they trying to expand their programming? You know, you know what it is. I bet it's it's one of those things again where. Someone who grew up with it now has executive power and's like, yo, I love Fraggle Rock. Bring like, that shit think back. Think about the commercials that the kids are going to be seeing when they're watching Fraggle Rock on HBO. Like, the, <laughs> this is super weird. Oh my God. Like, coming on Westworld. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh my God, you scalped me. Ah! <laughs> uh, so, this is what HBO had to say in remastering the series. Uh, Illuminate has created a contemporary look for the series with meticulous attention paid to every detail, sharpening the images, cleaning up the contrast, increasing the vibrancy of the colors, and reformatting for widescreen. Oh. Uh, All under the careful supervision of Brian Henson, uh, said Richard Goldsmith, the vice president of Global Distribution. The Jim Henson Company. We will engage a whole new audience who will love meeting the Fraggles, Gorgs, and Doozers. <laughs> oh, the Gorgs and the Doozers, too. Uh, that's cute. I could see this catching on. I mean, it's a great show. It, it really popular is. popular when we were kids. And right? I yeah. know my parents loved it. Like that, that was a show that I liked watching as a kid, but I, I know my parents maybe loved just as much as I did. Um, Fraggle Rock is coming hmm. back, folks. Chris Rock, you guys like him? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Pretty, pretty, sometimes. I don't pretty dislike so. him. Yeah. yeah, he has a new special. First in, I think, twelve years it will be. His last special was in two thousand five, and he's coming out with two Netflix shows next year. Shows or stand up? They are stand up shows. Okay. I think he's shooting around the world mm. and then gonna be broadcasting them on Netflix. Okay. Hmm. Because he had some sitcoms, right? Like Everybody Hates Chris. and I think that was probably airing when he did his last stand-up. So he's been out of the game for years. Mm. 
Um, Martin Lawrence, I think, is doing another one too. Oh, I, I don't wonder, care. I, I don't care about Martin guy. Lawrence at all. <laughs> I seriously don't. I no, don't. The, I, I don't like. His I wonder comedy. if this is all in sort of competition with Kevin Hart, and they see him just taking over the world. Yeah. How dare another black man take my <laughs> position? <laughs> just like well, <laughs> they they know that they um they could pull in audiences that big, right? Chris Rock just kind of yells a lot, and so does Kevin Hart. But Kevin Hart is more entertaining when it comes to yelling. So I don't know when Chris Rock is hot, like he's, he's really yeah. really funny. Yeah, yeah he I, I like a lot of his set. Not a lot because I haven't seen a lot, but the stand up I have seen, I've usually enjoyed. Yeah, his last stand up was pretty big. It's the one he did in South Africa, and I think in London, and. Or maybe it was L.A. I can't remember. But one of the one of the like it's cut together from two different shows that are in basically two different continents, and it's the one where he's talking about you know you're supposed to take care of your kids, you know the the sort of entitlement and yeah. I take care of my kids. There's they, a lot of job. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff that's in there that's like seen as like classic, you know, sort of pillars of Chris Rock's material, and it all comes from that one special. Hmm. All right. I don't know. I don't think I've seen that. I gotta check it out. <clears throat> what is it called? Um, yeah, there's not much else, at least from my view. What else? Do you guys have anything newsworthy? I think we've hit everything I would have talked about. Yeah. Yep. That's it. <laughs> awesome, that, guys. That's news. <laughs> I was. Well, I thought we were gonna do the old uh, fam, or not Family Guy, King of the Hill. There. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Um. Bobby. Yeah, forty million for his two upcoming specials. Apparently, Holy for Chris, Christopher, and then because then he shows up in like the stuff with the big guys, right? Like with Seinfeld and Louis C.K. He's and, one of the biggest comedians of all time. So yeah. is, is that that's forty forty million is his flat rate, or he's getting forty million plus percentage of? I don't know. Well, it's a Netflix thing, so uh, yeah. it would just be it? sort of an upfront payment, I would guess. I think so for Christopher Julius Rock the third. Julius, really? Yeah, that's the middle name. Come Is on, it? man. Huh. Uh, Julius. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess it could be good. There's a lot of these coming to Netflix, so we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, they've really, really been expanding their stand-up section. It makes sense. They can afford it. I, I No one sees any other numbers, though, so... Yeah. It's hard to even tell what is success, like successful or not. You but. watched uh, The Baby Cobra? No. Who's that again? Oh. She's the pregnant lady? Yes. Doing stand-up? Yes. I forget her name. Um, that's horrible. Did, Something did, Wong. Did you like yeah. that? Yeah. Al- Didi, Ali, Didi Wong. Ali, Ali Wong? That it's good. Weird. It's funny. It's really funny. She's okay. good. She's dirty as hell. Um, but uh, Isn't she pregnant when she's... Oh, that's, yeah. That's yeah. the whole oh, yeah, shtick, but, I guess, right? But 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 she's talking a lot about like her life before her husband and like the shit that she used to get herself into. But I, I laughed... Out loud a lot during okay. that stand-up. Well, I don't know how to transition from that to a uh, sniping accountant. Well, <laughs> what you could do first is uh, blow on your blow fingers, on both your finger hands, put your hands to your mouth, and, and then make make, make your sure your yeah, you make sure your eggs aren't touching your bacon or mm. touching your pancakes. Yeah, separate That's frying pans for Solomon everything. Grundy. I kind of want to have a separate frying pan for each thing. That makes a lot of sense, man. Except, yeah, except for when, when it comes it. to doing dishes <laughs> and and 
perhaps flavoring, you know, the different foods. Just, like, you know, cook your bacon uh, first and then cook everything else after. Ma- bacon, marry, yeah. a, marry a Jewish girl and you'll you'll have to have that. When I when I cook breakfast, I actually just want like a, at a restaurant just a completely flat baking surface, like just like a griddle, a big griddle, just, just a flat griddle that's like a meter square in all directions, where I don't have to fucking deal with any pans that have some divots that, oh fuck, the eggs drip over to one side because the fucking <laughs> oven's not level. What? <laughs> is, you don't have that. You've kitchen, never had that problem. You've never had a pan that like the eggs always one go to way? one side. Yeah. No. That, yeah, dude. That's Holy common, That's a common problem. Sir. That actually is something that happens. Yeah. Oh. oh fuck yeah! Like pans have hot spots, and then yeah, yeah. Oh. The, the, the middle always... cooks real good, but the side doesn't so much. Oh, oh, fuck okay. off. That's yeah, why. Yeah. yeah. Griddle it up, man. So, with that said, cooking eggs, <laughs> the accountant. <laughs> Sit right there. What is this place? Pan America Airstream. 34 feet 7 inches long, 8 feet 5 inches wide. Dimensions which are perfectly adequate for one person. Preferable, even. This is where you live? No, I don't live here. This is a storage unit. That would be weird. That's what would be weird? time here. However, afraid some of my clients might follow me. Why would your clients follow you? You're an accountant. How do you know what to do here? Why are you prepared for this? Plus, this is on wheels, which means I can hook it up and be gone in 12 minutes, usually. Sarcasm? Is that sarcasm? No, that's not a sarcasm. I don't use sarcasm. It's irritation. Everything in the world that is important to me is in this trailer. And right now, changing my routine for you is jeopardizing that. So that was a clip from The Accountant. As a math savant uncooks the books for a new client, the Treasury Department closes in on his activities and the body count starts to rise. What? Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty dramatic, isn't it? (laughs) This movie's pretty dramatic. (laughs) The Accountant is directed by Gavin O'Connor and it stars Ben Affleck, Anna Kendrick, J.K. Simmons, John Menthol, Bernthal. (laughs) (laughs) We say that with love. <laughs> Jeffrey Tambor uh, and Cynthia Adai Robinson and John Lithgow, just for fun. Why not? Just because. Because he just... As Dr. Emilio Lazardo. Yeah, he needed some work. <laughs> we brought him in in a pretty obvious role. Uh, okay, so this movie uh, was I really anticipated thanks to a really sweet Radiohead song on the trailer, right? Would you guys agree with, <laughs> with, with that? Yeah, that but, helped uh, sell it to me. And I didn't even notice the music. Okay. Well, it's the old yeah, I, I didn't remember, but I just remember watching the turn going, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, the old Asperger's superpower thing, right? Yeah, there was like clips of like the painting in his, the Rembrandt or whatever in his, yeah. in, the, in, in his, uh, what do you call it? The slipstream. And then of course you got the song selling at everything in its right place. Just telling you the three uh, pieces of cutlery in his drawer. Really cool. Guys, let's go around the room. Uh, 
starting with Mike Green, what did you think of the accountant? Dog shit. I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> could, you, could you be? Could you tell us how you really feel? Oh, this might be good. Elaborate on this dog shit that you watched for two hours and nine minutes that I almost walked out of twice. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. If if I hadn't paid for it, I I would have left. I would have turned it off and and gone done something else. Wow. Okay. Well. We'll have to get into this later, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to provide more details. Yeah, what what, what I, uh, was so terrible about this movie? Did you see the right... Did you see the same one I did? Or? Yeah. I, I didn't like anything about it. In fact, in my notes, I wrote, like, likes, because like, I'd done all this, like, uh, this, 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 and I'm like, come on, it's going to be something good about it. And I started writing likes. The only thing I could come up with was uh, the, the cool Airstream trailer. And uh, I like the acting. I'll, I'll give it that. The acting was solid. Everything else was not okay. Wow. <laughs> Michael Lynn, what did you think of The Accountant? This I'll, is, is going to be good. I didn't think it was dog shit, <laughs> but I didn't think it was super good either. Uh, I'm with you. The acting was pretty good. Ben Affleck did a pretty good job of... Uh, Everyone in the cast is good. Like I like everybody in this movie. Oh, John Bernthal was amazing. Yeah, in the little bit that he was in, I, I loved every second that he was on screen. I, I'm sold on him as an actor in general. Now yeah, because yeah, of yeah. this movie. Yeah. yeah, he he was really good. John Lithgow was just kind of there to be John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Anna Kendrick was Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick was Anna Kendrick. Like she didn't really bring much to the table. No. Uh, one thing, like I, I noticed for me, the pacing was all over the place. Uh, I would be really interested, and then all of a sudden there'd just be a shit ton of stuff that I didn't care about. Mm. Uh, like it would just slow down to a crawl, especially towards the back half of the movie. Yeah, uh, and so or we'd get hit with a shit ton of backstory and exposition and stuff that I didn't think we needed. The data dump. Yeah, we didn't need it for the the story that was being told for the most part. Uh, some of it, we like a little bit of backstory for his family. And all of that made sense, but there was just way too much of it. There, th- yeah, there was a lot of um, unnecessary arcs. Exactly. And I found a, I was a little uncomfortable sometimes because there was a lot of laughing in my theater, but it was at... like In a serious movie. They're there. laughing at his autistic tendencies on screen. Uh, so no. it was just kind of like, you're la- okay, so you're, you're laughing at an autistic guy... But it's not supposed to be fun. Like, sometimes it, it was. Wow. Sometimes it was supposed to be funny. But other times, I'm just like, I don't think this is supposed to be received the way my audience is receiving it. But my uh, question is, how many of those people are just assholes? <laughs> and how many... <laughs> seriously. And how many of those people are just like, this is bad. And now it's just funny. Bad. I guess that's a, probably a good question. I'm sure there were people there that also thought it was dog shit and were laughing at yeah. scenes that just fell flat. But... uh. I don't know. Overall, I still enjoyed myself at the theater. Mm. Uh, the the action was pretty cool. I, I very much enjoyed the fact that he used an anti-material rifle with uh, anti-aircraft bullets simply because mathematically they flew better. Yeah. <laughs> so he would just wreck guys with this rifle. <laughs> uh, the melon heads. Yeah. That was... The ending was a little strange to me. Uh, I guess I don't want to get into spoilers there, with that. There, I'll there talk are some a little, pretty strong spoilers, I'll, I'll I think, in this I'll talk about that one. a little more later. Yeah. Um, 
so overall, I liked it. It definitely was not the strongest film I've seen this year. Uh, it had a lot of flaws, but I was okay that I went to the theater to mm. see this. Mm-hmm. Red, um, let's hear it. What is this? What is this going to be? I have no idea. <laughs> I really liked this movie. Oh, Holy shit, we're just going okay. up the scale. Here. Okay. <laughs> All right. um, I admit, like you have to recognize that it is ridiculous. And I have to also give the easy answer that... You know, the the umbrella of the autism spectrum is so huge that maybe somebody might be like this guy. But it's kind of just a a, a tacky use of a a real... Uh, that, that was a problem that people have. Yeah, that was a problem I had. It, like, it felt exploitive almost. Yeah, there's the one scene where he's trying to connect with uh, Anna Kendrick and that, to me, felt just not it wasn't good that one that scene. the couch scene yeah yeah that none of that scene works with in the, any way with the line where he, he wants like, to but connect with to. people but yeah he, he can't. because if you actually ask i mean generally if you ask autistic or or people that have asperger's if they if they like how they are or if they would prefer to be like other people they generally say that they're happy the way they are mm-hmm. so anyways um but other than that I thought it was really fun, and I thought, like, his one-shot-one-kill deal, he was, like, there was scenes that reminded me of, like, Taken, number one, like, Liam Neeson being badass, when, when, there was one moment where I actually, like, uncontrollably laughed, and it it was, like, because I was totally shocked, and it took me, I was completely unexpected, he just walks in and shoots a guy in the face from essentially point blank and there was not a lot of people in my theater and i just was like oh and it was dead (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and i was like okay this is the kind of movie that i'm in for and immediately i was like if if you're you've gripped me enough like my, my reaction is visceral like i'm i shouted so was this when they're looking down the hallway and he pins a guy sort of up against the right side of the hall and lets him have it and boom, this, yeah. in the yeah, face? Yeah. I, I also gave a little bit of an audible like, oh, <laughs> I, I too joined you at that moment. I did feel something, a, a pulpy sort of more Michael Bay-esque kind of sort of spark initially. Like, then you know what movie, like what kind of movie it is, as you're saying at that yeah, kind of from yeah. there on out. Yeah. And, and it's just fun. Like I had fun watching the action unfold. I it's I never doubted for a second that Ben Affleck is going to like I'm not going to get into details, but like do you doubt that Ben Affleck will be successful in this film? No, he is this legendary figure that people know around the world. Like you just want to see him unleash his fury. That's all you that's why you're there. Actually, you know what? No, he's not a legendary figure cuz he only ever really He's a secret. He flies under well, yeah, no, this yeah. isn't John Wick. He's the accountant. This isn't John Wick. Yeah, but he doesn't do this. Like the, within the narrative of the film, he's it, it sounds like he's done this once. His like, story actually doesn't make sense if you think about it. it. I've actually thought about this. We'll get to the very end of the movie where we get an, a sort of an interesting but confusing reveal of who is maybe dictating Ben Affleck, Christian Wolf. He keeps getting these calls from this shadowy British voice on the mm-hmm, phone throughout mm-hmm. the movie. We never really know who it is. 
um, his eagle eye kind of thing. Yeah, and it, it it feels very clunky and bizarre when we finally get that explanation. But also, we we were shown at the beginning this Ben Affleck character uh, that he's been a seen with all these nefarious characters, but then all we see of him is that he's a good guy. Mm. So like, I I feel like those don't really connect. Well, in, yeah, incongruous. In all all of that too, he's just there to fix their books like it, there's no talk about him actually doing anything violent it's, you're right it's, any of totally that. amoral it's all about just math yeah yeah he, he, likes, and the, the, he likes the puzzles the He's only cold. violent episode that is in this film like that we know of other than what's happening right now is what what ten, nine years ago or whatever at the start where he goes in and kills a few guys in new york or wherever it was which i thought was an interesting way to open the film um yeah, it was interesting. I, I mean, agree. I'll get I'll, I'll get into my thoughts. I thought yes. the movie was okay. I didn't hate the movie. I didn't hate the movie like Mike did. <laughs> I thought this movie was actually pretty, as you said, pretty fun. It, it the it, sound it, design for the guns was pretty great. It, like it just they hit hard. Yeah, it, it's not a John. We're not getting into John Wick levels of choreography, but I like it is in the same ballpark. I think like there's some great action scenes in this movie well it's it's very uh utilitarian and just all right i'm i'm gonna kill you here we go bam 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 Mm -hmm. like just like john wick where he just walks up and yeah dispenses of people immediately um before i get into like we can go through the movie here did you guys think that the marketing campaign for this movie was a bit misleading in any way I saw one trailer and that was it. Yeah, what, I, I'm not really familiar with anything other than the trailer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would say that when people ask what we're doing this week, I had and people asked several times, uh, and I would say the accountant. They'd say, "Huh, what's that?" Math. But more, it, <laughs> it didn't get a good job. As a, like a, there wasn't a big push for it. But more, my question is like, wh- when you went into this movie, what did you think it was about? I was telling people it was about uh, an autistic assassin. So was I. I thought this movie was essentially about a, not to spoil, let's spoil what this movie's not about, everybody here, <laughs> um, because I don't want people going in with the ex- expectations I think that we maybe all did, because I thought this movie was about an accountant who moonlights as a contract killer. Yes, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. what I thought it was. Me as well. Right? We that's can how, all agree that's that. That's how the trailer portrayed I it. as well. So yeah. are you disappointed that Christian Wolf is not a, technically like a bad guy in that in that way or vigilante he's or... more of a victim that gets wrapped up into a you know sort of a, a dangerous caper as it were and has the skills to get himself out i get i don't yeah, know he like, has a specific set of skills he, that he he's really does preparing for yeah i have, yeah, a, yeah. I have a specific set of financial skills <laughs> well it's it's so bizarre because he's got this airstream trailer full of all these different weapons it's essentially a Jason Bourne's safety deposit box in Switzerland, but in yeah. an, an entire in an RV, an yeah. entire RV, exactly. Yeah, yeah, with like, trailer, he, with drawers of passports and currencies, and yeah, and like, he's got so art. many guns. It, and, it makes him look like a spy, and he's kind of well. I mean, he kind of is in a sense, right? Well, he has just fake identities. We, well, yeah, it doesn't make sense, right, guys? Like, I, I guess I guess they sort of explain. Uh, I guess my complaint there by saying he works with a bunch of dangerous people so it's for his protection so he's got all of these guys he's got a friggin minigun mounted 
in yeah, his garage. I think garage. he's been doing it for a while. I guess so, the problem is we don't really get a good sense of what Christian's daily routine. What is a regular day like for this guy? Because we don't. Yeah. Well, except for when he goes in his room with the heavy metal and the strobe light <laughs> and then Fuck. just mangles his shins. Just dowels. Yeah, I just really, wooden dowels oh, up his I, shins. Man. I really wanted to see him kick someone in the head and like, like kill them. Oh, he would just, <laughs> the, how hard he was being on his shins, they that, must be like that's steel. What I, I, I thought for sure that was a setup for like some wicked scene later in the movie where yeah, he'd like that kick was someone's leg and it would go squandered opportunity for it, yeah. some gore it, yeah. it, it seems very bizarre and i, I kind of maybe like the fact that it doesn't add up to anything i don't know i don't know um this this film was originally a mel gibson coen brothers project what huh so mel gibson would be this the main accountant and the coen brothers maybe directing so like a what? funny accountant movie? I don't, like, I don't think so. No like, more. No country for old men style. You oh, know. No, okay, fair enough. I would have been okay with that. Mel Gibson. Yeah, really? interesting. You but guys is are this pre Ben Affleck. Oh yeah, this was like at different stages of this project because this this how old is this project? Um, the accountant has been on the Hollywood blacklist I think since 2011. So it's about you know five years. I think the initial pitch for the for the project was for them so i have a question then so to defeat the anti-vaxxer movement so like was it was it just like a loose idea that they the uh, studio had on paper and then there was the option to have other people develop that idea and direct it yeah it's like a premise that was sort of chopped around with you i'm with you um did this come out of the beaver (laughs) what no well i'm wondering i'm wondering where mel gibson came from no beaver (laughs) i am right now i'm like what what beaver are you talking about um i thought the opening scene was really good though like sort of we don't know who we gotta call it in like the the face is obscured we don't know who is running through this restaurant we know that people are getting killed um and it's a nice misdirection for jk simmons character a little bit like i don't right um but as for the like we move from there into the diagnosis scene which i didn't realize that with a in the opening scene, we're not at Christian's, like, house. We're at some sort of resort, right? Some a school, school, for, school like for, a for the gifted. Yeah, so not a retreat, retreat, right? Yeah. So, Xavier's there. I th- yeah, yeah. I, I thought we were school in their... gifted youngsters. I thought we were in their living room, so all of the, the kids around were actually part of the family. So that female character who's... It, I guess as a different condition. Oh yeah, she's got some. What, she's got a lot of ticks, and she's uh, was that was that. She's the daughter of the, the guy that runs it. Yeah. yeah okay. I, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that wasn't his sister. No. I I thought it was in the opening sequence. I'm an idiot. Um, but there is a lot of good information that's given in that sort of dinner. Like they're sitting at the table discussing what to do with Christian while he's putting together a puzzle. The puzzle. Of Muhammad Ali upside down. Um, which I don't know if do you guys have any significance of why that's a puzzle of Muhammad Ali. Does that mean anything? No, I don't think one. so. No, I but mean they could have chosen I any think, puzzle I think in it's the world. More that it's just a puzzle that's upside down. Yeah, yeah, but you could have selected seeing the picture. You could have selected any picture that's carefully selected. You know, that's not an accident. Well, I'm, I'm sure it's not, but it didn't it have any relevance to me. Does anyone have a puzzle? Anybody? You got one? Cool. I even got a battleship. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't see, like, I, I can't see it tie into the film. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I'm sure there is some Standing logic behind Standing triumphant it. over The final piece goes in, and it's, I you guess. know, a perfectly placed piece. It's maybe his boxing glove or his shoulder as Muhammad Ali's holding. You know, he's got his arm from, crossed. From underneath. He's knocking down Joe Frazier. 
but yeah, the doctor really lays out the specifics of Christian's sort of condition really well. And then we get a really great scene of his father basically um, rejecting the clinical approach to his you know, treatment uh, and being a military behavioral expert. Yeah. You, you just say to yourself, oh, well, this is a recipe for fucking disaster now. Mm. Yeah, you think it's going to be all bad news and abuse. Well, it's just amazing, like... You can easily see how this would be a father, the way, the way his father would deal with the fear of his son being bullied for his condition. It's like, oh, no, we're actually going to we're gonna beat the shit out of his kid. Like, who knows? Maybe that whole shin doweling sequence crap. I mean, maybe his father made him do that, right? We well, don't that's really... that's sort of what I took from it. Because he said loud noises and bright lights set him off. We're just going to... He needs more of it, not yeah. less. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, th- that's, that's what I guess that means is is he's taking his father's advice like i'm gonna get to try to adjust to the world as properly as i can i'm just gonna like like use the remember in <laughs> brought me of da vinci code <laughs> like when he's self-flagellating yeah i remember when paul bettany's like slapping oh, the, the, fucking, the thing was ripped on his thigh oh yeah that's what he's doing he has like a crazy it's, ass it's like a barbed rope but he does he both ties. i think he he does that and starts yeah, whipping himself does. on the back right he yeah, puts, he flays his back and he uses that cinchy like, yeah there's a word for it but i forget what it is yeah it reminded me of that shit i don't know if there's any religious elements too in in this like it's not really right like I, I that's think. probably stretching it yeah i don't think so. <laughs> um but uh the performances from the kid was pretty weak I, i'm not a fan of like, like the little yeah, kid he, they didn't playing. give him much to do and he didn't do very much no and he's doing the freak out I, mean, I, I can't i need to finish i need to finish right we we get set up that you know fit, very obvious he's looking for that one last puzzle piece i mean it's heavy-handed as yeah. fuck yeah and the little girl in that scene really didn't do it for me either. no no one really did um but then I think it was it was kind of saved by we cut to the ju- uh, adjustment scene where we really established Ben Affleck's character as an uh, like using these skills as an awesome it, accountant. It, it reminded me of The Incredibles. Is there a scene in that? Yeah, in The Incredibles, where, where he's at the he's working as the insurance person, and he's like, "Okay, take this form and then go up to such and such no, a floor yeah. and see so and so," and and then after that, his, his tiny little boss comes in. And he gets mad at him. Jack, how are these people getting past all of our red tape, Jack? So, yeah, it just reminded me very much of that incredible... Uh, but I just scene. loved how he he's asking all these right, the right questions to this, you know, innocent oh, yeah. little couple. When he's, and when he's asking her, like... How big is the room? She's answering wrong, and he's just shaking his head, hoping you that know, the husband you, catches on. Your living room table is your office, right? It's 200, 300 square feet, you know, and a higher, yeah, higher... Like, He's just egging them on in these ways, like because he's he's looked at all the best ways to squeeze taxes out for. Well, he's memorized probably the the, you know the man the tax manual, so he can tell them exactly what they need to do to do the best. Get a bit of a break. Yeah, we know he's a successful accountant. The thing about that scene that that now reflecting on it, like I remember watching it and thinking, you know, he's got coworkers and they can all hear him doing this tax audit thing and that's why he's you know like you know thumb, thumbs up make it higher like it almost felt like he was being recorded but now that I'm thinking about this scene like why didn't he just say say this on your form like it just seemed like a convoluted way like I know he's trying to help them 
Does he even have coworkers? Cause no, the, but that's the thing. That's, like when they're when they're filming that scene, when they were playing that scene rather, and I'm watching it as I'm watching it like play out in in my head, I'm thinking, oh, he's doing this and saying it this way because there's someone just beside him that is out of the shot that could hear, and he doesn't want to get busted for like it, giving these people all these like loopholes. I just think that there's. There's enough about Christian that he needs to protect. He can't really slip up anywhere. Well, yeah, the, I, don't know. I guess, but it seems a little out of character because he's, he's very he's very direct for the rest of the film, though. Like that's just he's all his character is always direct. Yeah, I don't know. So I think it, what it showed is that he has a, a bit of altruist to him. Like he's not the bad guy that he oh, seems sure. to be for doing for sure. Doing I just, the work that he does, the and, way it was delivered. It just I yeah, agree. it just makes me think it's kind of a weird way of, of setting that scene. Like, and it, I understand the character and everything, but you, you you need to introduce like some pathos for those that couple because they yeah. play a part in the story yeah, sure. a little bit. You know, right? Yeah. They they sort of have you need to relate to them, mm. right? And it's a great way for you to say, That's Oh, the they're intro. struggling, she's yeah. making necklaces, she's so cute and sweet, aw. Yeah, she's just totally naive and innocent. Right. So if you know may they their lives may or may not come into danger later in the film. Bah, bah. You, you you need to, you know, have some empathy for them. Um but yeah, then we sort of cut to JK Simmons and this Medina girl who we immediately, I thought this was kind of decent too. I'll be honest, some good setup here because we immediately know that they both have like a professional and personal connection to this case. J.K. Simmons, of course, oh, it's my last month on the job here. It's my last seven months. want to go out with a bang. And then she, no spoilers, uh, this new recruit into the treasury is an ex-con. Like he's handpicked her maybe? interesting right so she's got this sort of ticking clock that if she doesn't do her you know job properly she'll also go to jail yeah he totally threatens her interesting but what was what's the point of all this again yeah exactly like that was my problem too like why does he have to black that he's her boss here's a task you have a month to do it because he wants someone he can trust and so he gets someone he has leverage on but but he could you could because he's you basically cuz he has that's to a, like that's a fair question what's the point of this yeah well there's a spoiler th- that i that you have to get well past. well let's save that for a bit here yeah i'm going to ask this question now and we'll bring it up later uh what what is the point of medina and jk simmons characters in the story in like, this story they yeah they, the they don't they don't serve they're not even police officers they, they don't even work for the treasury they serve they no, no purpose, purpose except to it's a, it's a it's an arc, another useless character arc. I know yeah. they they need someone to uh, to to perform the info dump later on. <laughs> Don't no they? really they that, do that's, someone to chase. Yeah, they they gave twenty minutes of screen time for something that they could have done. He does drop out of the film quite abruptly and then return to basically tell us everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I thought that. Anna Kendrick was really brutal in this movie. I don't know if you guys agree. Uh, you know what? Either. Actually, I don't think that she was brutal. I think that that uh, Anna Kendrick she's too as cute a whole, for her own good. That's the thing. She she's really cute, um, which didn't um, hurt her in this movie or really advance her in this movie. I, I felt she's very, and I think actually this might be true with any movie I've seen her in. She's she's like white bread. She's neither here nor there. She's neither. You know, like she's, she's just, not. She's in Pitch Perfect, and that's perfect. Yes, yes, she's exactly she's pretty useless. Like yeah. she, um, but she also she, the best part of the Twilight movies. Is she? 
She's in she's <laughs> Twilight. Okay. I didn't even know that. I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, I mean, she never seems comfortable in any of her characters. She seems really that, awkwardly on stage and sort of but that, like, I what am I doing here? Is what I always get from her. But I think that's the character. I think she's supposed to be like that in this movie. That's the feeling I got. That she's supposed mm-hmm. to be slightly awkward, like he is also I, I kinda, socially awkward. Maybe okay. So I think the casting for Anna Kendrick in this role, I think, was actually smart. Um, but the problem is that. As as an actor, I don't think she's really at the same level that everybody else in this movie is, which is bad because she she, she has done some very good acting. Like uh, yeah, I'm not saying she's a bad actor. I mean, I just think that that they don't they don't work too well together. Higher level, um, the, their chemistry is zero. Yeah, yeah. The characters are interesting though because she when they finally meet each other, there's like a bit of a difference in the way that they approach. The job of accounting mm. like Anna Kendrick says that she likes accounting because it gives her balance is what she says and then Ben Affleck says he likes it because it's incongruous or it says it's full of incongruity yeah he which, likes the incongruity which I that's like finding the incongruity but that's a bit of an incon like that's sort of a contradiction of what you would expect from the characters a little bit like i would expect ben affleck he loves accounting because it gives him balance like it he knows that all the numbers have to add up and if they don't then he makes he makes sure that he finds out where the it's a puzzle for him and yeah it's been established that he likes puzzles maybe that's it he loves yeah i don't think he said he likes the incongruity in relation to his profession that was he was talking about uh his taste in art because he likes dogs playing poker well it, to me to me it takes it to an interesting level where perhaps ben affleck goes on this not a rampage but he busts out the sniper rifle and some of the guns yeah it's like a 20 mil the audit scene i thought was really good because he leaves it unfinished we get a bit of a beautiful mind kind of thing going on right where he's writing on the walls and there's fucking numbers flying around we've seen that before but he's interrupted before he can finish the audit. Oh, can you imagine the anxiety when he sees the custodians rubbing down, cleaning everything wiping off. everything off the, the glass walls that he's been writing for how long? 24 like, hours. We, we can see the emotional stress or sort of threat that that is imposing on Christian. Like, we know, okay, that's that's a big like that, that, red that flag. More, yeah, but that more comes from the beginning of the movie where he's got that puzzle piece and he flips his I shit. I gotta finish. I gotta finish. finish. That's what I mean, right? Yeah. We see the emotional risk that it poses is very apparent. So, mm. um, my, my sort of theory is that he goes on this rampage because he just he was mad because he couldn't finish the audit. Like it wasn't like <laughs> <laughs> like he wasn't. Fuck all of you! You're all going to die now. The whole movie yeah. is a response. Like to he them found that wiping 60, his board. He found that sixty-one million missing, um, and it was like I got to kill everyone, not because it's like the right thing to do. It's because like I got to find out. Like, First, I'm gonna rub my legs out really hard. I, I got to match the numbers up. I got to balance this math equation. That's all that matters. That's really what it boils down to, because he gets involved in that simply because he's also investigating. He wants to know the answer. Yeah. Uh, he can't let it go. He can't let it go. Right. So he finds, he goes investigating the heads of the company and mm-hmm. finds another plot that's Yeah, he does finish. Evolving. Yeah, that's the whole yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. So we, let's get into some spoilers here. Before we do, um, did you guys like how Jeffrey Tambor uh, re- reprised his like Arrested Development character? Yeah, I kind of felt that in that those scenes. I'm like, <laughs> where he's sitting in prison, like, yeah, 
Yeah, he looked yeah. yeah, the same. <laughs> also, no point in the movie. Like, yeah, another arc that doesn't serve any purpose. I mean, did we? Could you mention that he learned it in prison, and would that be enough? Yes, yes. He yes. maybe needed like him as a cameo, I guess. Right? Maybe, maybe, maybe um, he's friends with someone in the production company. Like, we'll, we'll write you in. Well, you need to know where Christian got these <laughs> sort of no, like intricate knowledge of the because you you need sort of the 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 black market angle to your knowledge. You he could go to school and learn how to be a great accountant, but you need to go to prison in order to be like a good criminal yeah. accountant. Right, but I think all we need to do for that is just touch on the fact that he was in Leavenworth for X years. Mm-hmm. You don't even need to go in any further. Well, we could have even opened with the same rampage, and then he just maybe explains to Anna Kendrick later that when I was in Leavenworth, yeah, yeah, I like I learned how to, and then that guy bugs. died, and I killed a bunch of people. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, instead we get it here. My, my boyfriend in prison died. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah my bitch. <laughs> so in their in their minimum security <laughs> yeah, bunk bed, bunk, prison. Uh, yeah. open open concept sort of cottage summer camp style so prison, Scandinavian prison. Yeah. Um, so spoilers for the accountant starting right now. I called the brother twist about twenty minutes into oh, yeah, the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, well so, uh, am I? No, I, I did too. I was actually, I was going so far as to say J.K. Simmons was his dad trying to find him because that I was like, why is this guy looking for him? Uh, but then immediately after, I turned to my girlfriend and said, maybe that's his dad. He launched into the whole. I was the guy at that. Uh, Murder scene, yeah, so really awkward and so clunky. You were, th- you were thinking that it was a, uh, it was a whole family thing. Like they got broken apart, and they're looking for. Oh, what's for the Christian. two brothers movie that I'm thinking of? Step brothers? No, the Irish, <laughs> the like saints. Did uh, we just become best friends? Oh, 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 the yeah, from like the early '90s, right? Boondock saints. saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just it's fairly obvious to anyone like who is really paying attention to the structure of the story. Like we see these flashbacks, which in my opinion, aside from the bad act, child actors, at least the main guy, um, I, I like the, I like the function of these flashbacks. I think they're put in really good places. Um, one of them is a really good spot because we realize Christians being called a freak, you know, and then moments after we see that flashback is when we're at that gunfight sequence. And John Lithgow says, something about uh, an accountant who's a freak or something. And we see a look on John Bernthal's face. Yeah, immediately you're like, okay, yeah. He knows something's going on. I mean, it's a bit clunky and stuff, but each of the flashbacks served a nice little purpose, I thought. Um, But the fact that we hadn't met any character that was specifically supposed to be his brother, I knew, okay, either his brother's dead and Ben Affleck had something to do with it, and we probably should have seen that scene already. Yeah. Or his brother is one of the characters we've already met yet. It's just waiting to be revealed to us. Yeah. I called it so early in the movie. Turn over to my girl. It's his brother is totally John Bernthal is a killer. <laughs> and then as the reveal <laughs> happened in the theater, it was so hilarious because I hear whispers around. It's his brother. It's his brother. <laughs> oh, it's his brother. 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 <laughs> brother. 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 Like hundreds of them at least for the empty theater i was in <laughs> it was uh yeah it was just funny to watch all the audience clue in at the moment the movie's telling you to um i have to admit i fell for it as well it's not a bad one if you're not really paying attention to sort of the beats of the movie then you're not gonna 
I, I was having too much fun. There you I, go. I, and that's I, a good thing. Yeah. I think it works. Yeah. I, I don't think it's... And Berenthal did such a great job, right? He like was the, great. When he's tearing up and he's, you know, like he's so mad at him and then he's I, just I like, missed him. I like, like him more and really more. Good. Every time I see him, I'm, I'm more and more impressed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I said, it's I, I'm sold on this guy for like permanently now. Um can't wait but for Punisher. The, the um <laughs> the amount of expository shit and info dump that JK Simmons just shits out onto the <laughs> literally onto the coffee table is like on Yeah, he like, just puts up his feet and tells you the whole story. He literally and the, the 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 characters tell him to take his feet down. Like like they say like can you stop delivering expository like <laughs> info right well, now the, shouldn't isn't it show don't tell yeah. so this this whole plot line where all of his success is due to the accountant yeah that's this is why he had to get he needs to leverage. pass the torch to someone else yeah but why like what the shit yeah, like, like, like as if... As are if, they setting up a franchise? Like, why is this in the film? But the other thing that is, like, if if they already found him to to take all these cases, do you honestly think that they aren't just going to find someone on their own? That you are responsible to find a replacement? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it didn't make sense to me. It... This movie, I it felt long to me, and it would have been way better served if they just cut all that shit out. They could uh, like, they, they could have spent more time shooting people. Well, no, it it would have been the exact same <laughs> amount of time. It's just it would have been a much tighter film because when I say it had pacing issues, this is what I mean. These yeah. other story arcs that yeah just but, didn't uh, add I, anything. I, 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 I do have to say though, during the movie, I didn't notice the same issues. Like I didn't feel the the pacing, and I and I didn't even notice the length. I remember walking out and looking at how much time had passed because I didn't know the runtime. So I looked at my watch and I thought, damn. Like, that was a long movie, like over two hours. I walked out and said, that had to have been at least two hours long. <laughs> wow, listen to these perspectives. Yeah, I, I didn't felt like it dragged, but the pacing, like, it definitely feels like the action drops off to, a like, a trickle. And then when we're sitting there with J.K. Simmons uh, and Agent... Medina. Uh, Medina. We're just, what are we doing? Like, it's like 20 minutes. They're sitting in his old apartment. And just dumping info. And then, like, did you guys find any excitement in the reveal of ZZZ accounting and the whole front of all of the... the no. All of the... That, that didn't bother me. What bothered me was her, like, searching and in picking the clues out. That, well, that's what I mean. I watched that scene and was like, are you fucking kidding me? It's terrible. She, the, she's the worst Googler in history. But that's the thing. Like she's, she's looking at scrolling through pages of like Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll. Like, yeah, that that drove me nuts. Like she went from Lou Carroll to all of a sudden she's like Lewis Carroll. Like there's no way. Carl so that's Gauss? such a stretch. Well, uh, refresh my memory here. Why is he looking for the accountant? <laughs> and anyone? Nobody knows. <laughs> because he changed his life. So is he just like is he making this task force of agents? See, this so is, he can just say, "Hey, man, thanks. I'll shake your hand." Like, 
what is his motivation in this film? He just the, wants to know who he is before he retires. Before he retires. That's He's a quote find from him. Like the, character. The, the, That's not me. <laughs> to me, this is where the movie... Like, we don't get to see what the normal operation of Ben Affleck's character is. Like, I, at first I figured, oh, well, Ben Affleck's probably a wanted man because he's a contract killer and he's, you know, executing these hits for companies. I thought that... I thought that Ben Affleck's character was the in the John Bernthal role. Like, did you guys not feel that? Yes. What? What yeah. John? What the the function that John Bernthal plays in the movie? That's what I thought that Christian was. Like, he is the sort killer. of corporate assassin. He balances assassin. the quote books unquote. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no. So I yeah I just had trouble. With this whole, like, if he just wanted to meet this guy, he wanted to find him because he's retiring, but he likes what he does and he's convincing Agent Medina to take over for him, isn't he putting him in danger by putting him on the radar with the Treasury agents and things like that? Because it's not just the two of them that show up. It's an entire task force. Isn't he? Yeah. Who are all these thugs? They're all, like, the most fucking ragtag. Well, he's like, he. J.K. Simmons is basically putting this guy in danger who... It sounds like he just wants to meet him. Like, I don't understand what the fuck yeah, he's, he's doing he's, in he's this film. Put, he's putting him at risk when he's, like, created his career. He's a cheerleader for this guy, saying it has to keep this going. brutal. But I might, you know, <laughs> I have to meet him even if, you know, it just screws him up and he goes to jail or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. And he like, stops being good. Is he putting holes in this <laughs> sweater that I like? <laughs> <laughs> did, did you guys did you guys see any reason to shoot John Lithgow in the in the brain? Did why did he John Lithgow get it fucking headshotted? Um it was he, for third rock from the sun. Yep. <laughs> so that was like it was revenge. It was for meta. That. Uh no, I think it was simply because he was responsible for a bunch of deaths and he ordered his death. So well, he, he, yeah, killed, he was a really killed, shitty guy. He, like, killed, yeah, he killed his best friend. He killed his yeah, sister. Exactly. Yeah. He yeah. killed his sister. Yeah. So, so he's a shitbag. He just needs to die. Okay. Yeah, Ben Affleck is basically yeah, I was fine. I was fine with that. And that was actually my favorite laugh in the theater when he just, they were talking, he just sh- shoots him and just the look on John Bernthal's face where Pretty he's like, good. All right. Just teary, but like, all right then. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like, do you know? Do you know what that's like? He's Let's like, go get a beer. Yes, I do. Bang. <laughs> um, and then finally, I I don't know what I had like really clumsy finale denouement where we go back to the cottage and you know sort of the oh my the, god I flipping hated the retreat that scene. and then we find out that the voice all along, ladies and gentlemen, the 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 person dictating the orders on the other end of the phone, the eagle eye, the eagle eye that's given Ben Affleck all of his advice, telling him, turn right, take this, you know, take the shot. It's Jeremy Irons. It's Jeremy Irons the whole time. No, it's it's a computer voice all done through a supercomputer, which I think is so oh clumsy God. the way Dude, the guy... The, it, that scene, honestly, it, it, I, it's cringeworthy. Yeah, that was really bad. Like, the, 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 the guy's walking in the, the backyard of the school or whatever it was. She's got a super she's cool GX. Do you even know what that is? She, she could hack the White House from here. She could hack the Pentagon. It's really lazy, right, guys? Like, yeah, yeah, that was awful. That was absolutely awful. And believable. This is when people call this movie a bit preposterous, um, <laughs> because now I'm supposed to believe that um, a severely autistic woman who can only communicate through 
like a water-cooled. He even mentions that it's a water-cooled PC. I'm yeah. thinking, like, what does that have to do with anything? What? Just sounds cool to the, yeah. you know, the uneducated yeah. Oh, yo, it's, it's water-cooled? Yo, she can hack into the Pentagon now. It's water-cooled. That's just like when the agents find the gun and, like, this is the model it is. Like, I don't... Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, this movie definitely went down. I, I was originally going to throw a seven on this thing, <laughs> which is insane. Um, it's a six and a half for me. It, it's it's fun, but but there's a it, it's really it's trashy, pulpy. I can't even put it into the seven category. I wish I could. Oh, it's really bad. But I think it's you will fun. though. I, think I you wanna will. I want I do want to give it that seven. I think that I will be the only one to That's that's totally valid though. If you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. I that's, did have fun. And so just the give feeling it a seven. to, you could, to yeah, be you gripped can. so much that I ma- I shouted when he shot that guy. <laughs> I, mean, I gotta give it that seven. It's nowhere near as good as John Wick though. Good, good, no. no, it's not John Wick. It's but, not taken. But that's no, the thing. John Wick for me, John Wick set a new bar for action films. Like it really did. I, I love John Wick so much. Everything about John Wick was like almost perfect for me. I wanted John Wick plus the big short. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Hmm. Yeah, plus drive with Ryan Gosling coming in just like capping. Like I wanna see the business like guys adjust your skull and then adjust your books. Hmm. But what we we got numbers out of Yeah, what, what you got? seven here. Go, are we going to me now? Yeah. All right. Uh, I like the 90-minute version of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll edit that for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I enjoyed those moments, but then the rest of it brought it down. So, I'm going to give it a six. Six out of ten. Six point yeah. oh. But that, that man, that 90-minute version will be so much sharper. Mm. Oh. Mm. <clears throat> Maybe cut like, cut all of Ben Affleck's dialogue out completely. No, no, no. I'm fine with that. Cut J.K. Simmons completely out of the film. Cut, uh, he doesn't need to cut be out the whole there. Treasury scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that matters. It was well done, but for we need for no, reason. Reason. Opening, for no reason. We need the opening sequence, though. Yeah, it's super. We, yeah, we can weird. keep that there, and that can easily be explained in a much shorter scene that takes 30 seconds yeah. as opposed to. Yeah, 20 all right. minutes. All right. This movie's super weird, guys. Smeegs yeah. is going to uh, edit this down. <laughs> so uh, I already knew the number I was going to give it walking out of the theater, and I, I was stuck with it. Um, I thought maybe it would go up during this review, but I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with No, five. Oh, oh. I'm giving it a five. I knew it's it was borderline. That's borderline. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wanted to like it because the trailer looked so much fun, and when you look at the cast, it really should have been a fantastic movie. But I think that the writer, more than anybody else, and I mean, we're going to have to lay some blame here on the director, too, um, but I think they dropped the ball, and they, this could have been a much, much tighter film in so many ways. And I, I think we were misled through the marketing. I think we all can agree on that. Like yeah. we all signed up for kind of a different movie than mm-hmm. we got. Yeah. So that's that's, that's th- my feeling. That disclaimer has to go out to all audience members. Yeah, like, he's not an assassin, like accountant by day, assassin no. by night. The same thing happened with Hail Caesar for us. Like we were like. Or for me, anyway. I don't know about for you guys. The trailer misled you. But the trailer totally misled me. Yeah, mm. that like in that example, that trailer came out making it look like this entire studio was getting behind James Brolin to help him solve the mystery of where George Clooney is. It's not at all what that movie was. Yeah, yeah. So, so there is something to be said about skipping trailers, as I think Red doesn't really do it anymore. I used to go unsullied and. 
I <laughs> <laughs> you probably should again, man. Yeah, I might, I might yeah. go back to my old ways. Yeah. Um, that's a review of The Accountant, everybody. It's in wide release now. See it. If you agree or you disagree with what we've said here, please email us. Uh, verticalviewing at gmail.com. Yes. Gmail, period, com. You can go on Twitter at Vertical Viewing. Uh, yeah, seriously, have a discussion with us. Don't please. just don't just yell at the speaker or your headphones mm-hmm. if you disagree. Yeah, you can yeah. yell at us. <laughs> I had a uh, I had a question on Facebook from my buddy Chad. He wanted to know what I thought about the Plinket review of The Force Awakens. Uh, I mean, maybe we can get into that next. Is week. Is that the two hour video? Yeah, yeah I, well, he's I, done them I, for, I tried to watch it. Yeah. He's done them for a lot. I was disappointed with this one, uh, but next week we are doing a classic throwback review. Red will not be joining us, however. Unfortunately, I cannot. We're reviewing Pontypool. It's a doozy. I cannot wait to I've, review I've this. I have yet to see this film ever. Oh, so oh what? Yeah, I've yeah, never dude. seen it. You so are excited. For a treat. Get, get into it, as Scott would say. Uh, Michael had no clue what the even... I didn't know the, what it was. What the premise was even about. And when I when I described to him that it is a zombie film... Oh, wait. Oh, going down. Uh, interesting. Uh, 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 where the infection is spread through language that all... The whole movie takes place in a radio station. I was immediately on board. Where you might be broadcasting said infection, infected words. Oh my god! And remember, the French language is not infected yet, so they start speaking French to each other. Oh, it's so good. Pontypool is unbelievable. Yeah. Stay tuned for that next week, everybody. We had a lot of good options. In fact, send some suggestions for what you want us to review. <laughs> like, I don't know, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen or something oh, like that. Oh, I like that one. I wanted to review Brazil. Ooh, we should do that uh, eventually. That's oh, a Brazil. good one. I've never, I've never seen it. You've never, dude. I, I like how we're both just like, we haven't seen this. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, so in the meantime, where can we find you all on the internet? Uh, I am on the internet at Jared underscore Sergeant at, on Twitter. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. Okay. Uh, not as much, though. I am at Scott Wilson BC. That's with two L's. I'm at Michael R. Lind on Twitter, but yeah, I don't. Do I'm more. just telling I'm there. You just I, exist. I think, I think I'm there. You just exist You're on a Twitter. Lurker. Yeah. What about you, Green? Uh, Ghost of Jim Finch. I think he's That's even. How you can find me. Even less active than Lind over there, so. Yeah. So tweet at us mm-hmm. and make us do something. Yeah. Oh, somersault. We will answer. Any final thoughts, folks? Yeah, like when I say I enjoyed the 90-minute version of this film, I'm not lying. Like if, if, if other, that other stuff that didn't make any sense to me and didn't slow the pacing down was not there, I would love this movie. Yeah, re-edited, this could probably be a much, much stronger film. I know it yeah, could. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. I absolutely know it could be. I'm with Red, though. Like, the, the, Guys, just lean back and have fun, though. Like, you know? But, but, but so much of it made me go... <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. just try not to do... Yeah. This it's is hard when, 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 it, when the suspension of disbelief occurs, and it's so strong that it, it removes me from the film. It's hard okay. to go back so in. So what you do... Here's what you do. Okay, here's my final thought. When you're in a movie like this, and, and you're really enjoying some parts, but some parts make you cringe... When you get to one of the cringe parts, eat one of your real fruit gummies. <laughs> okay? It tastes good. And, and yeah, it tastes really good and it, yeah. and it's like a good chewy sensation. So like <laughs> eventually you like condition yourself to actually enjoy, enjoy the cringe. Enjoy the cringe. What? 
Oh, so all right. you'll never have a bad time. So it's like movie. Pavlov's dog. Okay, yeah. maybe, the maybe, this didn't, maybe this didn't come across. <laughs> I still enjoyed myself at the theater, but it would be a disservice to not review this the way I thought. That's yeah, why we're here. Honest. So, That's yeah. why we're here. That's what we yeah. do. Mm. We're bringing the truth. So to I, don't, I, don't, called, I don't. That's I don't called regret. keeping it vertical. I <laughs> yeah. think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I don't regret going to this film. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Thank you kids for tuning in. As you, as always. Thanks as for you, having me. As usual, Mike. Yeah. Maybe you can join us next week for Pawnee Pool. It's up maybe, to you. Maybe. It's yeah. a good one. Cool. Let good us know. One. All right. Well, folks. You know, as they say. What be, do they say? What? Be like Mike. What? Keep it vertical. Oh my god. Whatever that means. <laughs>